We're getting a reports that uh, travelers have been caught trying to enter the country with fraudulent COVID tests. For more on that, here's our travel expert, Marty Firestone. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Marty, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, what do we know about these bogus tests? Well, it's not like we didn't talk about them. I mean, months ago, there was always the question that once you leave it up to airline handlers with respect to when you're checking in, looking at this test, how do we know that there isn't a chance that maybe it was fraudulent or counterfeit? And sure enough, that's all coming to reality now. It appears that uh, Canadian Customs have picked up over 30 uh, bogus, for lack of a better word, COVID-19 tests, which is scary in itself. Well, sure, when public health is at risk here, but just exactly how easy is it to get a fraudulent COVID test? Do we know? No. I mean, the question is, what is it? Are they, are, are they printing a piece of paper? Are they duplicating something? Is it like a, a counterfeit bill or is it something on your iPhone that they're able to, to uh, mimic? Whatever it is, it's bad news. And what they have to do is put fines together, but not only put them together and charge the people, they have to make sure they follow through. Because right now, I don't think a lot of people think that people are paying the $850 fine to walk away from the hotels or other things that they're being thrown at. There doesn't seem to be consistency here. Yeah, isn't the penalty, though, for a fraudulent COVID test, it's, uh, well, it's fairly punitive, no? Well, the the fraudulent COVID test, no, actually, now they're talking, I believe, $750,000. Like, who is going to come up with it? And have they charged one person with it yet? The scary part is the discussion that if someone were to become ill or, God forbid, die because you didn't tell them about a COVID uh, test, or I shouldn't say a test, but you give them COVID, that's a million dollars and three years in prison, which is just, it's bizarre when you think about it. Well, is this uh, mostly at land crossings? Because you and I have talked about that in the past, uh, Marty, that uh, a lot of people are opting, if they have flown somewhere, to fly back into Buffalo or Detroit and uh, cross by land. And is it just to show the piece of paper or whatever's on your iPhone and uh, away you go to quarantine? Because if you land, like here at Pearson, correct me if I'm wrong, do you not have to have another COVID test once you arrive here and that's what you're waiting for in the hotel quarantine? Correct, but you're getting that second COVID test at the land border also. The one thing missing between land and air is the three-day hotel quarantine. Otherwise, it's all the same. So a breakdown, as I understand it, from the 30 cases is 10 through the airports and 20 through the land borders. So that's your split right there. Yeah, what needs to be done? Do we know what can be done here? Is the Canadian Border Service Agency, are they in constant contact, uh, you know, with obviously other borders in uh, other countries? Is there any way to kind of double-check these uh, tests? There's no doubt they're going about it right now to try to figure out what the counterfeit looks like and then, I guess, uh, tips on what to look for when people are crossing the border. But who's kidding? This is by no means the masses. This is still a select group of people who really are just trying to fraud the system. And you wonder why they're doing it. Did they have COVID, but they wanted to get across the border, so they do a negative? Or did they not want to spend $180 to get a COVID test? That's that's interesting if they could ever figure that out, because this this is like walking across with a smoking gun. Like, I mean, you potentially could infect so many people with this. And, and God knows with ICU levels and all that, things people can die from this. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, uh, it's uh, really uh, bizarre why you would uh, risk not only your own uh, health, because you think you would want to know for your own good so you could get treated, but also for uh, everybody else. Uh, You're absolutely right, and I was wondering the exact same thing. 
or can you get this just a little cheaper? And is it really worth that a few dollars to you? Uh, or you think you've got COVID and you just want to get back into the country uh uh, regardless, I mean, it just really is uh, head shaking for sure. Uh, well, we got you here, uh, Marty. Wanted to talk to you as well about uh, is it uh, WestJet, who's also uh, ramping up uh, some uh, further flights for the uh, spring and uh, summer holiday season. Yep, they are. Both Air Canada and WestJet, for that matter, are announcing in May and June uh, new flights will be starting up. And and again, I can't say this enough that potentially province to province. One can almost accept that. But I don't see international flights at all taking off again for a while. I mean, you're not going to Paris and you're not going to Italy. These places are are locked down again because of high numbers. So, like, that world of traveling internationally is still so much on hold, in my opinion. At best, we are talking provincial travel, and that's what WestJet's gearing up for. And I guess Air Canada is going to start the Caribbean flights again and all that. But I'm still, you know, going on record saying I don't think now is the time to travel. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see a domestic travel surge? Do people feel a little safer, at least traveling uh, in-country? Or is that all going to be dependent upon uh, vaccines, the supply and the uh, vaccination rollout and vaccination rate? Yeah, vaccine rollout is key here. The more people that are vaccinated, the more we will get travel within Canada. I think that's a summer scenario that people are going to have, A, a great feeling that they've been vaccinated and even a better feeling knowing others have been vaccinated, either places they're going to be traveling to or that person they're going to be sitting next to in the airplane seat or however they get to the province of their choice. So there's going to be an overall good feeling, one hopes anyway. Uh, now with this AstraZeneca thing, that's going to set things back if in fact they, they put that on hold. So that's going to be the key that everybody or for the most part get vaccinated, then travel will begin again. All right, just finally, before I let you go, Marty, let me ask you about the news of the day. Just last hour, we heard Premier Ford announce $200 million towards the tourism industry, the hospitality industry to help get them restarted or kickstarted again into some sort of recovery. I mean, it's a big number, $200 million, but is it enough? Probably not. I mean, whatever they're going to invest it in, however they're going to attract people, you can't attract people until they have the comfort level that they can go to places and, and feel comfort. And, and one quick point, I, I'm thinking about the vaccine passport one day. Could that be counterfeit also? And people could end up doing that too. So mm. I don't know what level of comfort anyone's going to get until we get this whole scenario straightened out and everybody vaccinated. That's for sure. All right. Great stuff from our travel expert as always, Marty Firestone. Marty, appreciate the time. Thank you for having me.